Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, MGM Resorts released a new collection of wedding songs for LGBTs from Kesha, Bob Dylan, and more. The finale of Will and Grace aired this week with some surprise couplings. Maryland state legislature moved closer to banning so-called conversion therapy, and Anchorage, Alaska says no to transgender discrimination. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. We're celebrating a victory this week in Anchorage, Alaska, the state's most populous city, where voters soundly rejected Proposition 1, a dangerous ballot measure that would have eliminated existing municipal non-discrimination protections for transgender people. It also would have forced transgender folks to use bathroom facilities that are inconsistent with their gender identity. Anchorage voters defeated Prop 1 by a vote of 53% voting no, versus 47% voting yes. Prop 1 was apparently one of the country's first bathroom bills to appear on a ballot as an initiative. Thanks to Anchorage voters for honoring the idea of human dignity for all. The Colorado House of Representatives has approved HB 18-1245, which would protect LGBTQ youth in the state from the dangerous and widely debunked practice of so-called conversion therapy. The important legislation now heads to the state Senate for consideration. As many of you may know, science has shown there is no credible evidence that conversion therapy can change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity or expression. In fact, research has shown that these practices can have harmful health risks for LGBTQ youth such as decreased self-esteem, depression, substance abuse, homelessness, and even suicidal behavior. The devastating practice is condemned by every major medical and mental health organization, including, take note, the American Psychiatric Association, the American Psychological Association, and the American Medical Association. What more do you need than that? Currently, Connecticut, California, Nevada, New Jersey, the District of Columbia, Oregon, Illinois, Vermont, New York, New Mexico, Rhode Island, and Washington all have laws or regulations banning the destructive practice of ex-gay therapy on youth. Additionally, an increasing number of local municipalities have passed similar protections, including cities and counties in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Washington, Florida, New York, Arizona, and Wisconsin. Just this week, the Maryland State Legislature passed a similar bill, and the legislation is now awaiting the governor's signature. Here's progress on a local level. The police department in Atlanta, Georgia, has announced it will hold its first LGBT Citizens Police Academy aimed at increasing trust and understanding between the police force and Atlanta's LGBTQ community. Beginning April 17th, 
The Academy will be held over two days and will be facilitated by the Atlanta Police Department's LGBT Liaison Unit. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms supported the move, saying in a statement, I commend the Atlanta Police Department for prioritizing a culture of respect with Atlanta's LGBTQ community. The program will include information about core Citizens Police Academy topics like homicide, human trafficking, use of force, with all discussions focused on the specific challenges faced by the LGBTQ community across the country and how the police can work to be better allies. The Atlanta Police offer several Citizens Police Academies throughout the year for specialized communities like the media, clergy, and collegiate students. In queer cinema, out actor Sir Ian McKellen is the subject of a new documentary feature, McKellen, Playing the Part, arriving in theaters this spring. Playing the Part, based on an in-depth 14-hour interview, will debut with its UK premiere on May 27th at a special screening in London hosted by Graham Norton and followed by a Q&A with McKellen. According to an official synopsis, Playing the Part, quote, features unprecedented access to private photo albums, a wealth of never-before-seen archive material, including diaries written when he was 12 years old, and unseen behind-the-scenes of theater shows and films alongside his personal thoughts on a life long lived. In the trailer for the film, McKellen says, My professional life is devoted to strangers. Stories bring human beings together. Perhaps best known as Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings films and as Magneto in the X-Men franchise, the 78-year-old has been a loud and proud LGBTQ activist for decades and has been an integral part of advancing LGBT rights in the UK and abroad. McKellen famously came out at the age of 48 during a BBC radio interview in 1988 to criticize Section 28, a British law prohibiting the promotion of homosexuality. Section 28 was eventually repealed in 2000. Earlier this year, McKellen tweeted, I've never met a gay person who regretted coming out, including myself. Life at last begins to make sense when you are open and honest. Not to be missed, make sure you check out McKellenFilm.com for more information about playing the part. In the dark, disturbing musical short film for the new song Brown Rice by Brooklyn-based singer-songwriter Natty Vogel, Matthew Wilkes portrays Brady, a handsome, fit, Instagram-famous, and name-in-the-local-gay-scene guy who finds he's completely empty inside, trading his image for money and body for drugs to cope. You'll recall Wilkes from his new web series, The Matt and Dan Show, which I've recently featured on TheRandyReport.com, or from his now famous slopeside kiss with boyfriend Gus Kenworthy at the Winter Olympics. Brown Rice is from Vogel's six-track EP Serving Body, released this past January, which explores the topic of body image. Vogel recently told Billboard, each song on my record is about the ways we value or don't value bodies, our own and others. He also said the lyrics in Brown Rice were inspired by an article about Ryan Reynolds The lines, I eat only brown rice, just not after 8 p.m., are almost a direct quote from the Deadpool star whose training for a movie allowed eating complex carbohydrates, but only before early evening. The video brings mental health, sexual health, 
toxic masculinity, and critique of vain social media culture to the forefront of the national conversation. What goes on behind the scenes of those beautiful people who seem to have it all? I know the stories in films can sometimes seem like just movie land, but without judgment, I can say I knew guys just like this back in the 90s and 2000s when I was living in New York City. Men who were the it guys of the minute at the gym, on Broadway, or the clubs, who placed body image and appearance above just about everything. Many of those guys would party on all through the night and then spend the next day recovering just in time to make it to their theaters or their jobs. While I dabbled in the club scene going out with groups of friends at the time, I never really got heavily into the scene in great part because I couldn't afford to go out all the time. Plus, the pressure to keep up with those on the 10 list was a lot. While today, I can look at myself at the time and think, hey, I didn't look that bad. At the time, I can acknowledge I think I had my own body image issues. I wasn't sure that I was good enough to run with those crowds. Seriously, folks, the stuff we put ourselves through when we're young and gay... <sighs> now, with the advent of Instagram celebrities and OnlyFans sites, where fitness guys or porn stars can make money directly from fans paying $10 to $15 a month for exclusive material, I think the pressure to live up to unbelievable standards has reached a new height. And to do this, these folks have to keep up the image, the fitness, the sexy, the perfection. Now to be clear, I don't think it's all doom and gloom behind the scenes of the Insta-famous. Kudos to director Eamon Foley for capturing Brady's personal discontent without going over the top into unbridled despair. I don't think that's the situation. But the juxtaposition of Vogel's pensive song set against the backdrop of Brady's melancholy is a somber but striking metaphor. You can check out Brown Rice on therandyreport.com and explore more of Natty Vogel's music on Spotify or his official website at nattyvogel.com. Also in LGBTQ music, because Las Vegas is the wedding capital of the world, MGM Resorts has produced a new EP of reimagined pop hits with a same-sex twist from international recording artists including Bob Dylan, Kesha, St. Vincent, Valerie June, and more. Universal Love is a collection of regendered wedding songs for the LGBTQ community, celebrating the overwhelming power of love and music to unite. The album includes songs from some of the music industry's biggest artists, with gender-flipped lyrics making them perfect for same-sex nuptials. Bob Dylan, one of the most influential and successful recording artists in American history, is among the artists who participated in the project. Dylan re-recorded She's Funny That Way as He's Funny That Way. My favorite track would have to be from Benjamin Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie, who delivers a terrific cover of the Beatles classic, And I Love Him. But the full EP is terrific. It's important to note that more than a decade before same-sex marriage was legalized, same-sex commitment ceremonies were performed at chapels at MGM Resorts properties. They're an ally, folks. In 2004, MGM Resorts became the first company in the gaming and hospitality industry to offer same-sex health benefits to its employees. And MGM was a founding partner of the Las Vegas chapter of the Human Rights Campaign in 2004. They were also named one of the 
best places to work for LGBT quality for five years in a row by the HRC, earning a perfect score for its LGBT employees' policies and benefits. So yeah, this is a company we want to support and thank for all they do for the LGBTQ community. The six-track Universal Love is now available on iTunes and all streaming platforms. And finally, the season finale of Will and Grace aired this week. Oh no, already? I don't want to share any spoilers, but the episode featured the return of the brilliant Blythe Danner as Will's mother, Marilyn, as well as Grace's father, played by Robert Klein. In the episode, the two discover a new romantic attraction for each other. Could Will and Grace find themselves to be stepbrother and sister? Jack found himself on the rebound after his newly out cub of a cop boyfriend decided to break up so he can experience life as an out and proud gay man. The rebound led to a new liaison in Ibiza with a sexy flight attendant. And Karen resumed her affair with Alec Baldwin's character Malcolm. The one common thread for the episode is all three couples find they don't want to end up like Will and Grace, alone and still living with one another later on in life. So head over to Hulu or your own DVR to see how this all plays out. The new season begins in September on NBC. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on the week's LGBTQ headlines with this 15-20 minute news magazine, I'd appreciate it if you would share The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.